Welcome back to the Camel Call Podcast. I'm Chris Haymeyer, and I'm excited to tell you that our reboot for the 2022-23 season features two shows each week. Camel Call Live debuts every Monday night from 6.30 to 7.30 at the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. And then every Tuesday, we will post the Camel Call Live podcast from the night before. On Camel Call Friday, Evan Budrovich and I will shine a spotlight on Campbell Athletics, give you previews, reviews, interviews, and everything you need to know in the world of Campbell Athletics. Our first ever Camel Call Live show features head football coach Mike Minter, who will be with us on every show this football season. We also talk to our men's soccer coach, Dustin Fonder, who talks about his defending championship camels, currently ranked 22nd in the nation to begin the season. Taped in front of a live audience, here's Camel Call Live. This is Camel Call Live. Hello and welcome to our first ever show. My name is Chris Hamire. We are coming to you live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. Tonight we have with us Campbell head football coach Mike Minter. And coming up a little later on the show, our head men's soccer coach, Dustin Fonder. We have a great setup here at the County Seat Sports Grill County seat located just 10 minutes away from the Campbell campus. If you go over the Cape Fear River Bridge and up the hill, you'll find us at the corner of Front and Main Street. It is the place to go if you want great food, if you want a great place to watch the game, if you want a great place for nightly entertainment, if you want all these things, this is the place to go. We will be here live every Monday night through May, 6.30 to 7.30. We want to see you here, but if you can't make it, you can listen to our live stream of this show on GoCamels.com and the Varsity Sports app. Next Thursday night, September 1st, 6 p.m., it's our football home opener under the lights at Barker Lane Stadium. Campbell hosts the Citadel. We'll talk a lot about uh, that game coming up a little later on, and next week we'll have the show to talk about it as well. But... Tonight, we're going to get a preview of Campbell football with the man who knows it the best. He is the two-time national champion from the University of Nebraska as a player. Of course, you know him and loved him when he was in the teal of the Carolina Panthers, a decade-long career, an NFC champion, three-time playoff participant, and he is right now beginning his 10th year, his 10th year as head coach for the Campbell Camels. He is head coach Mike Minter, and coach, first let's talk a little bit about that. A decade here at the Creek building this program, you took over in just its sixth year and making it now into a power on the FCSC. What has this been decade been like for you here at Campbell? Wow, I think it's been fast. Um, when you look at 10 years of something, um, really what what – what you see is it's really been two jobs. So the first five years was building this program from non-scholarship to scholarship football. And then when we get to scholarship football, we get the uh, pandemic. And so now that's another type of job that you got to do. We played four games that season. So really, Chris, this 10 years or nine years going into number 10 
has been um, really, really fast, but at the same time, really, really fun because we've been able to build this program. It's, no, it's not many programs can say in five years they went from non-scholarship to the Big South scholarship to the CAA um, in the next you know, couple of years after being in the Big South. Not many programs can say that, but Campbell can say that. I, I tell you what, talking about a lot to talk about, CAA, that's something that isn't even on my list for tonight, so it's a good thing that you'll be here with us through November. Let's start about you and this season. This time of year, you are so close, just about uh, a, a week and a couple of days away, a week from this Thursday home opener at Barker Lane Stadium. We're back on Thursday nights, but yet you're so far away. W what is this like to be the head coach knowing in a week and a half you'll take your squad out there against the Citadel? Well, you, you, you're excited, you're nervous, you don't know what you're going to get. Um, you, you think you got it, and then you get on the field, and it's like, oh, that's not it. Um, so it's, it's a, a lot of nerves that happens um, in that first game because in college football, you do not get a chance to scrimmage against other people. So you don't know really what you have um, because you're going against yourself for four weeks. And, and so it, it becomes a little bit nerves, okay, and um, – you know, but excitement at the same time because we got some great football players that has come to Campbell uh, with our number one recruiting class in FCS football, Chris, that, man, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting to, to see these young men play. Coach, that was my next question. There are a lot of good guys that have been in this program for a while that are coming back, but your program welcomes in as freshmen the number one recruiting class of all of FCS football. Your recruiting class beat out and got better players than a lot of FBS teams, and you're hearing some applause from the crowd. Number one, everybody wants to know, what have you seen from these guys? What are we going to see from these guys coming up a week from Thursday? Well, what you're going to see is athleticism. These guys can play football. They fast they strong, um, you know, they're young, uh, but you know the body from a 17, 18-year-old compared to a 23, 24-year-old now because of COVID, it's different, right? But you see what these guys have that nobody else have when they come to college at that age. And um, so what you're going to see is you're going to see a lot of youth, a lot of enthusiasm from the youth. Um, man, they have fun every day. They love competing they bring that energy to these older guys okay because it gets kind of old when you still doing you know training camp for five years six years in some cases and now these young guys is coming in and, and um, bringing that excitement and um, you know again 11 three stars 11 three stars or four stars um, that we have on this football team now and you can tell the difference man them stars really do matter chris they really do. I didn't think so at first. I was like, oh, man, they, man, they, they're just football players. No, they matter. <laughs> them, them guys are good. How the heck did you and your coaching staff put together a plan that was able to get so many of these good players, the number one recruiting class in all of FCS? How did you get these guys to come to Bowie's Creek? Well, first, let me say my coaching staff, great job. Okay, they go out, they, they, they study these guys, um, they go after them. What, what I told my guys is this, I just want the number one recruiting class, guys, so we're going to go after that. That means that 
we are not going after the transfer guys in the portal. We're going to go out to high school kids, and we're going to develop these kids, and we're going to get the upper hand on, on all these programs, FBS programs that was going to the portal. Well, it opened up the, you know, the door for us to come in, and we came in. So I got to give a lot of credit to um, Coach Harris, okay, Braxton Harris, who is our recruiting coordinator, our linebacker coach. Um, did a great job of organizing and putting together the plan um, of trying to execute to be the number one recruiting class. And so, um, and then, you know, Patrick Miller, uh, my safety coach, uh, man, he, he, he comes in and he has a lot of connection with a lot of people out there. And he's done a great job of, um, you know, connecting us to these guys, right? And then, um, you know, the position coaches, because I got NFL guys that played the game at a high level. So when these kids come into the, um, you know, into our place, they talking to guys that have done what they want to do. Um, and so I think that's been a, a selling point on top of that. So it's a combination of a lot of things that came into um, together to be able to do this. And now it's just normal because we number one recruiting class right now for 2023. And so we just kind of just keeping that momentum going. And what I want to do is show that when you come play for me and this staff at Campbell University, you can still go to the National Football League and get everything that you want out of life, okay? And, um, of course, um, you are not going to beat the education you're going to get here. This is top-notch when you talk about the degree. And so, man, why not Campbell, right? And, and now we got it going. These guys are going to be successful, and, and, and I can tell you that, you know, right now I think we like 82 in the country. Uh, We're we shooting for that top 50. Well, and that's one thing that I think maybe a lot of people don't know. We are still thinking about this number one recruiting class that we're going to see on the field, and we'll talk about that. But you have right now the number one recruiting class in all of FCS for next year as well. That just has to be a great hallmark of how hard you guys are working and what you guys are doing. Absolutely, it really is. And, and um, it's, it's just amazing when you can continue to bring that type of talent um, to Bowie's Creek. And um, you, it, it's going to pay dividends quickly, okay? Uh, especially FCS football, man. You, you, you're going to see these guys turn our football program around overnight. And, um, you know, that's what we, you know, that's what we're here for, Chris. It's, is to win football games uh, with great talent and great young men, and that's what we're getting. Who are a couple of these new names, these new numbers that we are, are going to see in game one that's yeah. going to make our eyes pop and, and know that four stars mean four stars? <laughs> well, the, the first one is a four-star, right? Miles Rouser. He's the safety out of Detroit, Michigan, and um, he was committed to Arkansas, a SEC school, um, the whole time. And um, at the end of the, you know, the road, he got nervous because they got a new DB coach, and he didn't do a great job recruiting him. And, and we come in, and we grab him, and now he's here at Campbell uh, about to play with us. I promise you this kid will, will get interceptions and, and score touchdowns like he on offense, okay? <laughs> he did it in our first uh, – in, in our last scrimmage, he had an interception for a touchdown. Um, this kid can hit, you know. I never thought I could see another Mike Minner playing, and, and this kid right here, boys, he's just like I was when I was 
coming in college. I mean, this guy will run and hit and um, make plays all over the football field. So um, I'm re very, very excited about seeing this young man play. So you'll see him. He's number 21 for us. And, um, and so you'll see him on the field. The, the other one is coming off of um, ACL surgery. He was committed to um, Texas A&M, and um, he got the, the knee surgery, and Texas A&M kind of got cold because he got hurt as a senior. And, you know, he's 6'4". He's 205 pounds, and he played cornerback, and he could run. And so I said, come here with us. We'll be patient with you, and we'll get you developed and get you on the football field. Um, Edric um, is, is his name, and, and you will not see Mr. Weldon until probably, you know, game three, game four. But when you see him on the field, he's probably going to be the biggest dude that's in the, back, in the secondary that you're going to be like, he looked like a defensive lineman. Why is he back there with the um, DBs? And so that's another one that, that you will see. He wears number seven, um, defensive back. Um, and so he'll, he'll probably be in about the time we play ECU. And that's when we really need him. So we can put <laughs> him on the receivers that ECU have. Um, and so, you know, them two guys right now are standing out to me um, when it comes to um, the defense. And then the offense, we got a quarterback that was committed to Florida State. And um, Chad uh, Mascow, that man, listen, this guy is unbelievable. Okay, like I, we, we got a great quarterback now, but, but Chad is, is, I mean, he throws the ball 100 yards just by flicking his wrist, you know, and he understands the game. He's fast, he's quick, um, and, um, man, very confident. So he, you know, at this time, um, of course, we got, we got our number one QB one, and, and he's going to be backing him up, man, and, and um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, Coach, we are excited about these new guys. Of course, we'll, we'll get our first chance to see them um, under the lights back to Thursday night at Barker Lane Stadium a week from this Thursday, 6 o'clock. You know the atmosphere of these Thursday night games. We haven't had one in a while because of a lot of different things, but back Thursday night to kick off the season, what is it like being at Barker Lane Stadium for the season opener under the lights? Well, I, I I think every time that football is played at night, it's something electric about that, right? Why? Because you get back to high school football, Friday night lights, you're under the lights, and so you get excited about what's really going on. And then now, you know, most colleges start on Saturday at 1 o'clock. You know, they try to push some games back. But, man, to be one of the first teams to play is very important. Um, so you can kind of jump out there. And, and plus, it gives you 10 days okay for your next opponent so I think it's a it's a plus with all those things um, when you look at it we're going to be playing a triple option team so it, it's going to be a physical game so we're going to need them 10 days to heal up um, after this game but um, Thursday night the fans have always showed up and always made it a spectacular night uh, for us on Thursday night and so you know I, I look for the same Chris we, 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 hopefully we can break some records with people in the, in the stands and, and um, you know, showed Citadel Bulldogs what it looked like at FCS in Bowie's Creek. It's exciting, and that's a week from this Thursday, the home opener. We'll talk more about the schedule. We've been talking a lot about the young guys. 
We got some older guys coming back that are going to make some waves. When we come back after the break, we'll talk about Hodge, we'll talk about Julian, we'll talk about Brevin, we'll talk about our all-conference guys and their outlook in the season. Coming up after this, we are live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. Campbell football schedule is set, and you won't want to miss the five home games this fall at Barker Lane Stadium. The Camels kick off the season on Thursday night, September 1st at 6 p.m. versus the Citadel. In October, Campbell welcomes nearby NC Central, plus conference clashes with Charleston Southern and Robert Morris. The Camels close the home season on November 12th versus Gardner-Webb. Season tickets start at just $100. Head to GoCamels.com and click the Tickets tab for more information. Since 2019, the Fighting Camel Club has funded championship-level facility projects such as Eeks Athletics Complex for Campbell Soccer, a new strength and conditioning space inside the Convocation Center. This fall, your Fighting Camel Club donations will fund a new sports medicine facility, a new locker room for women's basketball, and a new digital media lab for athletes to work on their personal brands, providing championship resources for Campbell student-athletes. That's the mission of the Fighting Camel Club. For more information, go to GoCamels.com and click on the Give button. Welcome back to downtown Lillington. We are live at the county seat. Sports Grill with head coach Mike Minner. I'm Chris Samayer. This is Camel Call Live. We'll have our head men's soccer coach Dustin Fonder in here in the second half hour in the show, but still keeping uh, head coach Mike Minner with us to get us ready for the season that starts a week from this Thursday. Head coach Mike Minner will be back with his former Panther teammate and uh, current co-defensive coordinator on the Camels, Reggie Howard, next Monday at 6.30. So make you tune in there, and we'll really break down uh, this season opener. But first, let, let's talk about the guys you got coming back. So much youth, so much excitement. But Haj Malik Williams, he's a veteran now, fully healthy. Remember back in 2019 when he was the most electric player in all of FCS football? He was an FCS All-American as a freshman. He hasn't been healthy since. What is his outlook this year? Well, um, Chris, like you said, he's healthy. And I think that's the most important thing is that when Six is healthy, you'll see the rest when he get on the football field because he's magical with the football in his hand. And so we, he's our leader of the football team, which you want your quarterback to be that. And um, he, he stepped up to, and, and he's that guy. And, um, and so um, we're excited because our offense is much better with him at the ham and him being able to distribute the football the way that he's capable of doing. He can do it with his arm. His arm has got stronger. Um, he's done a lot of work in the offseason um, on his arm and his arm strength, and now he can throw that ball 80 yards without no problem, and he can do it for four quarters. So it's going to be really tough on, I believe, defenses because we can throw the deep ball now, and you're going to have to respect that. 
And, you know, we got the biggest offensive line in FCS football. All of them are healthy. All of them are back. And we are looking forward to being able to run the ball behind the big old hogs um, up front. And so we, we are excited about uh, what Hodge Malik Williams brings to our offense and to our football team. He's the, you know, he's the juice. He's the juice of the whole football team right now. Let's talk about your offensive scheme because you retooled your entire offensive coaching staff. One of the only ones that remains is now your first time, first year offensive coordinator in, in, in Anthony Whedon. What will we see from this offense? It's going to be a whole lot different than the last time the Camels were out on the field. It, it, it's going to be totally different than what we've done in the past um, with, with what um, Coach Whedon is going to be bringing to the table. The first thing you're going to see is you're going to see a, a up-tempo type offense that is going to attack 53 in the third, right, which is east to west. We're going to go sideline to sideline, um, and we're going to put our athletes that we're going out to recruit in space against other people. And so you're going to make them tackles down in and down out. Um, and so we're going, to, we're going to force defenses to, to do that. And then we're going to be able to attack them with our speed. We got some world-class speed on our football team that, that can go down the football field. And so we're going to attack vertically um, with it. So if you can think of, you know, the, the oh, um, I, you know, I don't know, what they, the, the Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders now, but back in the day, they was the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> um, you know, that's where we want to go. Al Davis, man, go deep, okay? We're going deep, and we're going to put pressure on them corners every play. Okay, and um, and then, of course, we're going to be able to run the football because, you know, I'm old school. I'm from Nebraska, man. We run, the, <laughs> you know, we run the ball and we're going to be able to run the football uh, this year, too. And so this offense is going to be balanced. Anytime you can look up at the scoreboard and you can see 200 yards rushing, 200 yards passing, that's a great night for the Camels. You've got a stable of backs. That's what they said. They wear a cowboy hat. They're a bunch, but you not only have one back, two back. You've got three, four, five, six backs you feel comfortable with going through. Is that still the message? Is that still what you feel comfortable with coming out of camp? Oh, absolutely. And, and I forgot to t talk about this youngin. Um, he, he's a three-star running back out of Virginia, um, Nakari Rogers have been lighting it up at running back. Um, and and he's, he's number 21, too. So I guess it's something with 21, man. We got the dude on defense, the guy on offense. Um, but he can run the football. And, you know, uh, uh, the number one back that we'll have that will trot out there first is um, number four, um, Barr. And, and he'll go out there um, first as, as our number one back. And, and then from, from there, you know, we'll kind of start to rotate the other five backs that we really love. And, uh, man, it's going to be fun, guys. I, I, I can promise you that you're going to really love this offense. You're going you're gonna to look at this offense, and you're going to want to be able to, to come just to watch how exciting this offense is going to be this year. And we'll love our hometown hero, too, uh, another one of your veteran stars, tight end Julian Hill. He grew up 20 minutes down the road here uh, in Fayetteville. The first week he was in camp, you told me, He's going to have a chance at the NFL, and he has proven that with the program. What is he going to be like this year for you guys? Well, he's stronger. He, he's more confident. And so what you're going to find is you're going to find really 
um, a, a, a guy that is a professional on and off the football field, and he's going to be able to dominate um, opposing defensive ends and linebackers. Um, and, and it's going to be a matchup problem for every FCF team that we play. And, and, and again, when you talk about the leadership of what Julian brings to the football team, when he speaks, everybody listens. And, and, um, and he leads with his heart and his passion for the game and for the process, okay? And, and a lot of kids don't know how to love the process. They just want the end result. And Julian loves the process, and he teaches the rest of the guys on our football team what the process is and then how to fall in love with it. Over on the defensive side of the ball, we talked about all the changes on offense. You kept a lot of your uh, defensive coaching staff, and you moved them around two guys that have been with you for a long, long time in Coach Adams. Coach Howard, of course, you were a teammate uh, with him back at the Panthers. They're co-defensive coordinators. What does that mean? How does that work? And what are we going to see from these co-defensive coordinators? Well, what that means is, is um, Reggie Howard is, is a DB, so he knows all the coverages in the world. And he's going to be the one who really developed that part of the defense. And then Coach Adams, who's been my defensive line coach for nine years, he understands the front. He understands how to connect the run-stopping defense that we're going to have. And, um, and so that's really what you're going to see. That's how they co-coordinate co to put it together. Now, Coach Adams will be the one who will call it on game day. And, um, of course, I'm, I'm part of, of what's going on with the defense. And, and, you know, I sat in there with them, developed, the, you know, the defense and, and um, how we're going to play. And, man, look, this is what I told them. I want to I be fast. I want to be physical. And um, we want to be smart. That's what we want to be on defense. And, and so we don't, we, we don't want guys hesitating. We want guys attacking the football. Why? Because the football is the issue. That's what we got to get to. We don't need to get to nothing else but to the football. And that's what you're going to have with this new defense is you're going to have 11 guys getting to the football. They are both uh, first teamers. We talked about Hodge and Julian Hill. But the defensive player of the year in this, our last year in the Big South Conference, is Brevin Allen. You want to talk about a guy that can get to the ball? He's a Greensboro guy. He has been good from the jump. But he last year really turned into a dominant player. He really has. And, and um, you can really credit Coach Adams for that. Um, Coach Adam has developed him. He was a freshman when we got him. And so we developed Brevin Allen over the four years that he's been here. And now he's a monster, man. I mean, this guy's going to command double teams and triple teams. And if they don't do it, he will have five sacks a game. So, so you better be concerned about where number nine is on the football field, which then opens up everything else for the whole defense and everybody else that that's that's part of that and i know how important defense alignment are and so when you got an edge rusher like that like a julius peppers a mike rucker that can cause havoc that frees you up as a secondary guy now you can play a little bit more freer because you know them guys is going to dominate the line of scrimmage and that's what brevin brings to us at this level uh, we've had six nfl scouts um, on our campus this this um, training camp. Wow. And they all been there to see number nine. <laughs> we got to see Brevin Allen. Who is this guy and why is he tearing up the FCS right now? And so he might be 
um, Chris, our first drafted guy out of Campbell University as a football player. Um, right now, he, he's on a lot of lists, um, you know, Senior Bowl watch list, um, East West Shrine Bowl watch list. And when you on that watch list, that means that the NFL is calling about you. Brevin Allen, you all know the name, and he's even gotten more dominant. You'll get to see him and this new offense, this new defense, and Mike Minner a week from this Thursday, 6 o'clock at Barker Lane Stadium. Coach Minner is going to be back with us for one more segment coming after, up after the break. We're also going to give away some stuff here live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. Single game tickets for Campbell's 15th football season are on sale now. A reckoning is coming to the creek this fall as the season begins on Thursday, September 1st at 6 p.m. when the Fighting Camels host the Citadel Bulldogs at Barker Lane Stadium at Gore Field. Purchase single game tickets online at gocamels.com slash tickets and by phone through the CU Athletics Ticket Office at 1-877-GO-HUMPS. Pricing for single-game tickets for this season range from $10 to $35, with group prices starting at just $10. Since 2019, the Fighting Camel Club has funded championship-level facility projects such as the Eeks Athletics Complex renovation for Camel Soccer and a new strength and conditioning space inside Gore Arena. This fall, your Fighting Camel Club donations will fund a new sports medicine facility, a new locker room for women's basketball, and a new digital media lab for athletes to work on their personal brands. Providing championship resources for Campbell student-athletes, that's the mission of the Fighting Camel Club. For more information, go to gocamels.com and click on the Give button. Welcome back to Camel Call Live from downtown Lillington. Coming up uh, after the next segment, we'll have the head men's soccer coach in Dustin Fonder. One more segment here with our head men's football coach in Mike Minter. But first, we've got some giveaways. We're going to be here every Monday night through May. And when you come here, we'll have great stuff to give away each and every time we are on at the county seat. So for those that joined us here tonight, we've got a great crowd in orange and black that we really appreciate coming down these are for the four tickets to the season opener remember the season opener thursday night under the lights coming up a week from this thursday september 1st here's the number 711-512 711-512 we've got four tickets for you up here and we've got a winner there in the back so a pair of tickets if you didn't win and you want your tickets, season tickets, single game tickets at gocamels.com or 1-877-GO-HUMPS, 1-877-GO-HUMPS. We have one more giveaway tonight. This is a signed Campbell Camels jersey by the two-time national champion, NFC champion, and current head coach of the Fighting Camels, Mike Minter. So the signed Mike Minter jersey Goes to number 711-522-711-522. We have a winner over here. So each and every Monday we'll be here with a lot of fun, with a lot of giveaways. Coach Minner will be here with us. His hand may grow tired from signing autographs. He'll be with us through football season each and every Monday night. He'll bring some of his players, some of his assistants,
So uh, make sure if you can't be down here, you tune in to GoCamels.com, Camel Call Live. Okay, last segment, Coach, what do you look for, for your, from your team as you tune up here in the final week and a half, a week from this Thursday, home opener against the Citadel? Well, right now, um, Chris, this week is really about a dry run, compare, you know, getting us prepared for when we really get into the game week. And so we treat this week um, like it's a game week so that guys can understand what it looks like on Monday, what it looks like on Tuesday, what it looks like on Wednesday, what it looks like on Thursday, um, and then what it looks like on your off day, and then what it looks like on a game day, right? And so that's what we're doing right now. So what I want them to do is I want them to connect, okay, what is your process going to be on game week? So you can start to learn how to get up, what time you're going to get up, when you're going to lift weights, when you're going to, you know, what you're going to eat, what time you're going to go to bed, all those things and um, – how you recover, all those things is very important uh, for an athlete to understand what his process is going to be. We've got, of course, the home opener coming up a week from this Thursday. But this Thursday, uh, a really fun thing, our Fan Fest has been, uh, has been boosted up here. We are going to have Traditions 101 where you guys are going to scrimmage. You guys are just worried about the scrimmage. Let me tell you what, what's going on uh, in the stands. We're going to have free T-shirts. We're going to have stuff for the students. We're really going to get people in and get them the traditions of what happens during a game day and a game night. That's coming up this Thursday. The gates will open at 5, 6 o'clock. We'll see Coach Minner's squad scrimmage, and we'll have a, a lot more fun as well. With that, in this last scrimmage, Coach, what do you want to see from your guys? What will we see from your team out there in this final tune-up under the lights? Well, the first half, what you'll see is guys going through a scripted situation type thing so they can kind of, again, see the game, see how it's going to go, understand the flow of what we want on the sideline, what situations can come up, our substitution patterns. We'll go through all that in the first half. And then the second half is really about the young guys. We're going to let them scrimmage. We're going to let them go at it. They'll probably go about 30 plays, and it'll be offense against defense, and it'll be live, and that's when you really see some true football going on in that second half. And so um, that's really what it's about um, at that time. It's, it's um, you know, the, the young guys going at it and, and getting the opportunity to show what they have for the last time. Coach, we've talked a lot about the, the home opener, and next week we'll really break it down. But, boy, when you look at this schedule, five home games this year, one at the beginning of the season, three in the middle, one towards the end. But let's talk about your non-conference schedule that you put together. You knew you were going to have a very good team this year. You have put together a very good schedule. After the Citadel, you go on the road at William & Mary. That's going to be a future conference opponent as uh, this athletic department has joined the CAA but what about that test coming up on September 10th well um that test is going to be huge Chris why because they like right outside the top 25 so they really a top 25 FCS program and a FCS team and so uh, we got to be ready for that okay and it's so on the road um it's, it's probably um on the on the level of a mammoth it's probably on the level of a Kennesaw State. And so that's going to be a tough game as, as game number two. And, um, you know, Coach, you know, London got these boys. They, they, he got them ready. They, they tough. They physical. They smart. 
They don't make mistakes. And so that CAA game is going to really give us an opportunity to see where we're at when we look at that conference because we played Elon um, a year ago, and now we're playing William & Mary. You'll really get a chance to see where you belong in that in that um, conference. On September 17th, you're going up to ECU. This will be such a benchmark as this program plays one of the big FBS teams in the state. I thought you were going up there for a paycheck. You have some other things on your mind, don't you? Well, hopefully we got some other things on our mind when we go to ECU and play them Pirates. And, and I know a lot of people, you know, it's kind of connected to them and us um, and so it's going to be fun, man. They right down the street or up the street, I should say. And, and uh, we, we are excited about being able to play um, ECU. And they, again, they're going to be well coached. Coach Houston got them boys physical. He got them disciplined. And so that's going to be a, a really, really tough football game. And, um, you know, our, our thing is this. Don't let it go to the fourth quarter. <laughs> if you let it go to the fourth quarter, um, it's going to be a very interesting fourth quarter. So you better put us up out of there real quick. Your final home non-conference game of the season, October 1st. So September 1st and October 1st. You got to get to the game this uh, coming week from Thursday on September 1st because then we go on the road. We're closed, but we go on the road to uh, October 1st. NC Central comes in here. That's an interesting matchup. It, it really is. We plan what, 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 I guess what you would call four or five HBCUs. And so a lot of people in the HBCU world is asking, is Camel University HBCU now? Uh, because of the fact that we playing so many of them. And, um, but this is, this is like right across the street. Again, you're playing teams that's, that's next door to you. And I think that's what football is all about, is that you create these rivalries that, that's close by. Because we're recruiting and we recruiting against each other, right? And so I think it's fitting to be able to play NC Central. Um, and, of course, we got them at home. And, and that's going to be a tough matchup because they are very tough in the MEAC. And, um, and, and you know, A&T, who we play later on, they, they know them very well. And so it's going to be a, a, a tough game. I do know Coach, and, and he's, a, he's a guy that's going to have them guys flying around uh, with a lot of speed and athleticism on the football field. And that kicks off three straight home games, NC Central, October 1st at home, Charleston Southern, which will be homecoming on October 8th, and the first conference game of the year, Robert Morris at 1 o'clock on October 15th. And then, Coach, you go out and take on another former NFL player who was pretty darn good at another place where they had the number one recruiting class in FCS two years ago. You have the number one FCS recruiting class this year and next year. You will take on Dion at Jackson State in Jackson, Mississippi on October 22nd. Wow. <laughs> well, you know what? That's going to be fun because they're, they're a great football team. Um, these guys have developed um, a roster that's almost a FBS roster. And so when you have the number one recruit in the country that comes on your football team, like I told you, four stars matter. This man is a five, six star, right? So I can imagine what he looks like, Travis Hunter, on the football field. And so, you know, Coach Prime, man, has put together a, a lot of um, talent um, at, at Jackson. And, man, we're going there. So this would be the first time that our guys get a chance to see, you know, 
uh, what homecoming looked like at the HBCU. So this is going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. I remember when me and Coach was on the phone and we was talking about doing this. Um, you know, I was like, yeah, Coach, man, you know, y'all going to bring about 20000 into He said, oh, no, man, you got it wrong. We're going to bring about sixty-five. I said, oh, I didn't know it was that big. Um, and so they're going to sell it out. It's going to be a great game. And, I, and I'm sure everybody is talking about in Mississippi, Campbell University. So it's a great chance for us to show the world what Campbell University is all about, um, all the way down there in the south in Mississippi. That'll be three straight road games after that, and then back from the uh, season finale at home, Gardner-Webb. That'll be the final conference game of the year, Senior Day, Parents' Day, and the NC Barbecue Bowl trophy as you try to keep that uh, in your trophy case. Yeah, because that'll be the last one, so um, at least as Big South opponents. And so we better get that um, barbecue bowl and keep it, and then we'll never have to give it back. And finally about this, one more question, then we'll let you go, Coach uh, Campbell Hedman. Soccer coach Dustin Fonder is going to come up after this question and the break. But, Coach, the announcement made about a month ago, we celebrated it last week on campus, Campbell going to the CAA. What does that mean to this athletic department and the football program? Well, what, what you got to do is you got to be thankful for the president, um, Dr. Creed, and then you got to be thankful for our new athletic director and Hannah Baysmore because it's leadership that get things done. And the leadership that we have now in our athletic department and, of course, at our university is the reason why you can do what you're doing right now in athletics. And, and it's, it's huge because the CAA is like the SEC in FBS football. It's the greatest conference out there when you talk about FC, FCS football. Now, we know that North Dakota State wins a championship every year, but we're talking about from top to bottom, okay? That's what you're going to have when you look at the CAA, and we're excited about it because it's going to be fun. It's going to be great competition, and you don't have no bad football teams in the CAA. I mean, Coach, this is a conference that a couple of years ago got six teams into the FCS playoffs. So this is something where if you get in that top third, you're not only a pretty good football team, you're probably in the top 25 and you're making the playoffs. It's not a one-bid league anymore. You're leaving a one-bid league to get into a multi-bid league. And, and that's really what it's about, especially as a head coach. You want to be able to compete against the best of the best. And uh, for us to, again, to make that, Chris, five years ago we was playing – Butlers of the world and, and the Davidsons of the world, non-scholarship football teams. And now we're talking about the CAA and playing Villanova and Maine and William and & Mary and Richmond and, and all these great football programs um, that you have with that history. Delaware, I can't forget about them because the hens, they're going to be there, right? <laughs> um, and, and so when you look at that, Chris, man, you got to get excited about the fact that now Campbell – it's part of that conversation. Part of the conversation. And this conversation will continue next Monday. He's head coach Mike Minner. His fighting camels start a week from this Thursday at home, 6 p.m. season. And single game tickets are on sale now. GoCamels.com and one eight seven seven go humps one eight seven seven go humps We talked to the champs, the defending champs of men's soccer at Campbell. And their head coach, Dustin Fonder, comes up after the break, Camel Call Live rolls on after this. 
Camel Club provides championship resources for Camel student-athletes. Donations to the Fighting Camel Club have helped fund facility enhancements and coach-driven projects that have pushed the Fighting Camels to win 27 conference championships. The Fighting Camel Club, providing championship resources for Camel student-athletes. Campbell football schedule is set, and you won't want to miss the five home games this fall at Barker Lane Stadium. The Camels kick off the season on Thursday night, September 1st at 6 p.m. versus the Citadel. In October, Campbell welcomes nearby NC Central, plus conference clashes with Charleston Southern and Robert Morris. The Camels close the home season on November 12th versus Gardner-Webb. Season tickets start at just $100. Head to GoCamels.com and click the Tickets tab for more information. Welcome back. It's Camel Call Live from downtown Lillington as we go into our final segment here and we talk to, in his now eighth year here at Campbell, Dustin Fonder has built Campbell soccer back into a power. His team currently ranked 25th in the entire country. That's coming into a season where last season sweeping both the regular season and tournament title he is dustin fonder coach thank you so much for coming in and joining us here today and i'll start with you asking you the same question as i asked head coach mike minner for football you're so close but so far away from the season opener your thoughts here as you as you get set yeah we're uh, cautiously optimistic I, I, we know we have a good group but uh We've still got a lot of things to work on, uh, still going through preseason camp, our two-a-days. So I think as we start to rest the bodies and hopefully taper down for our first match, we'll have a good performance coming out Thursday night. Coach, you are one that won't read these lists of accolades off to people, so, so, so I will about what you have accomplished here in your time at Campbell. Four-time Big South Conference Coach of the Year, five trophies in the last four years, three NCAA appearances and NCAA win, you won both the regular season and tournament titles in 21 and 19. You've had four academic All-Americans, two All-Americans, three freshman All-Americans. Last year, you were the top two in the nation in goals, assists, and points. In the last three seasons, get this, folks, your Big South record in conference has been 21-1-2, a 49-6 overall record. I know you don't do it and are always thinking about the future, but when you hear that and what this program and you have accomplished, what does that say about what you built here at Campbell? I think it says we're recruiting the right type of people. Um, you know, we're trying to get guys that are good soccer players, but that also are good people. And I think our core and our culture was, is what kind of creates that winning chemistry for us. That core and that culture, what do you preach? What do you teach at Campbell? We keep it pretty simple. We, we, know we want you to be a good player. We want you to be a good person and uh, be a good student. If you do those three things every day, you're pretty successful within our program. Coach, those have been uh, your staples. But, boy, you recruit the heck out of the United States, out of Latin America, out of South America, out of Europe, out of Africa, you have guys from all over the nation. Your locker room is like the United Nations, except they, they all get along and they win. Tell me about how you recruit, how you get these guys from all over the world, these excellent soccer players, to come to your program, to come to Bowie's Creek. Yeah, we're extremely huge on diversity. We want to have a diverse locker room. I think it, it makes for a good locker room. Um, and we recruit all over the world, like you said. Uh, we start usually domestically, try to find the right fits there, and then we go internationally. We've got some good connections over the years. We've brought players in from Africa, from France, and then it's getting all those guys to gel and get on the same page, and that's actually the, 
the joy is the journey, getting that put together. When you're talking to a guy from Africa, what's the initial conversation like to get him to join your tribe here at Campbell? I think, you know, players from all over the world are uh, – they're intrigued by the academic component that the U.S. soccer offers because in other places around the world, the academies are soccer only, and if you don't make it pro, then you think about education as, as a fallback. Here, it's unique because there's two pathways. You can come play high-level soccer and get an education, and at the end of four years, you know, I think multiple doors can open. So I think anytime, whether you're in Africa or Europe or wherever, um, they see it as a really cool project. Coach, your, your story and your path here to Campbell is, is very unique. I, I should have told Coach Minner because he brags about how good of a basketball player he was. Of course, you were a, a, a Division Three All-American back in the day as a basketball player as well as being a great football player. We'll get back to that a, 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 a little bit later. But, but, Coach, you were at High Point University, and you had built a similar program. You guys were in the top 25. You guys were winning Big South championships. You went across conference to go to Campbell with, at the time, was a decent program, but it wasn't as good as what you left at High Point. Take me back to, to, to that decision and why you wanted to make Campbell your home. I think it came down to a conversation with Bob Roller and uh, a shared vision of what we could do at Campbell. Um, I felt at High Point we had done some great things, but we were starting to get to our ceiling, and I felt like there was a, a higher ceiling at Campbell once we could get it up and running. I just thought we could break through and get to an echelon that maybe I hadn't gotten to before at High Point. And so with, with great investment by the university, um, great additions to facilities, all these things have helped us recruit at such a higher level that now we have the program we have today. What's special at this place? I know once you got here and started building your program, you learned about the history of soccer here at Campbell. We're celebrating the 60th anniversary th this year. I know there's a, there's a lot you're doing trying to add on to your facilities and everything with this, but, but 60 years of Campbell soccer, I know you have you have found that this is a place where that really kind of made and cultivated the love of soccer for this area. Yeah, I mean, this, the history here at Campbell goes 60 years back, and I think it's a proud tradition. I, I speak to alumni all the time and hear their stories of their glory days and how much passion they have for Campbell soccer. And, you know, to put a plug out there, it is our 60th year, and we're doing a 60K and 60-day fundraiser to uh, continue to enhance our program as we make the next step to the CAA. Um, speaking of the CAA, we asked Coach Minner his reaction to it. What does it do for this soccer program? What is the CAA landscape like for men's soccer? It's a great conference for men's soccer. Um, it, it's a lot of good teams, but more importantly, just overall, I think it's sustainability and stability for us. Um, I think it clears up some of the unknowns and says, hey, we have a new home for a long time now. We will take a break, come back with the final segment tonight. We'll talk to Dustin Fonder. His top 25-ranked team starts play coming up later this week. We'll talk about it when we come back after the break. From downtown Lillington in the county seat, this is Camel Call Live. Since 2019, the Fighting Camel Club has funded championship-level facility projects such as Eeks Athletics Complex for Campbell Soccer, a new strength and conditioning space inside the Convocation Center. This fall, your Fighting Camel Club donations will fund a new sports medicine facility, a new locker room for women's basketball, and a new digital media lab for athletes to work on their personal brands, providing championship resources for Campbell student-athletes. That's the mission of the Fighting Camel Club. For more information, go to GoCamels.com and click on the Give button. 
Campbell football schedule is set, and you won't want to miss the five home games this fall at Barker Lane Stadium. The Camels kick off the season on Thursday night, September 1st at 6 p.m. versus the Citadel. In October, Campbell welcomes nearby NC Central, plus conference clashes with Charleston Southern and Robert Morris. The Camels close the home season on November 12th versus Gardner-Webb. Season tickets start at just $100. Head to GoCamels.com and click the Tickets tab for more information. The Fighting Camel Club provides championship resources for Camel student-athletes. Donations to the Fighting Camel Club have helped fund facility enhancements and coach-driven projects that have pushed the Fighting Camels to win 27 conference championships. The Fighting Camel Club, providing championship resources for Camel student-athletes. Well, welcome back into our final segment here at Camel Call Live, coming to you this and every Monday night through May. We are going to be here with uh, pretty much the who's who of Campbell. We'll have student-athletes, we'll have coaches. Right now joining me for the final segment is Campbell Headman soccer coach Dustin Fonder. And in the break, we were talking and, and breaking news. Top Drawer Soccer just came out with their top 25 rankings. And your Campbell Fighting Camels are the 22nd ranked team in all of Division I soccer. And Coach, you are going to be the first one to say that there's high expectations and, you know, now it matters what you do on the pitch. But to put that in perspective, Campbell, preseason number 22 in the nation, what does that mean to you and, and this program? And I think it just shows how far we've taken the program and where we are today and how we're nationally relevant. Um, but in order to stay nationally relevant, I think it's important that we put our head down and try to go 1-0. and And you'll try to go 1-0. and Heck, you'll try to go 2-0. and You take off to Texas. Some may see, hey, that's a long way to go for non-conference. But you have made Texas a recruiting bed, a recruiting priority. So tell me about this trip to Texas and, and why it's going to be important to you. Yeah, we try to schedule a trip down to Texas about once every three or four years, so every person that plays for Campbell gets a trip home. Um, if they're from Texas, uh, we, like you said, we recruit the every, uh, area pretty heavily. Dallas, Houston are, are hotbeds for us, and we've had as many as 14 guys out of 30 be from Texas on our roster in a, in a given year, so it is a priority, and it, we always feel like it's good to get those guys home. It's a long trip. It's a tough trip. We fly out Wednesday morning. We play Thursday night. We got to recover on Friday, play again Saturday, and fly home and get these guys back to class for the first time because they, they're going to be missing class the first week of school. Hopefully, the professors will be lenient and help us out and uh, get back and get in the books on Monday. Coach, tell me about your two opponents when you go down to Texas to open the season. We're scheduled right now. They have awful weather down there. The field's unplayable. As I just got off the phone with their coach, so they're looking for auxiliary fields right now to get the games in. Um, so I think uh, I feel good about getting the games in. As far as the opponents, we play Incarnate Word first. They're based out of San Antonio. Um, good program. Uh, don't know them, so don't have a lot of familiarity with them. So the, the unknown part's going to be the biggest uh, test for us. And then Houston Baptist is an up-and-coming program in the WAC, a strong conference. And uh, I know they've done a good job recruiting. So neither one, you know, come in with any rankings or anything. But our motto is one at a time and just – Thursday night, let's focus on that. If we get that one done, then we'll worry about the second round. Back to Texas recruiting, what makes Texas players special? Why have you gone there for guys that are really sort of the, the, the rock of your program? 
I think it's because uh, youth sports in Texas are just really good. Um, they have a lot of professional coaching and involvement, and there's some really good academies down there, FC Dallas Academy, Houston Dynamo Academy, that just produces high, high-level players. And if you look across the ACC or you look across our roster, you see these Texas kids popping up everywhere. It's because there's so many good players, and there's very few Division I schools in Texas that offer men's soccer. UT doesn't offer it. Texas A&M, all those football schools, Baylor, they don't offer it. So those guys have to leave the state and find a new home, and the home we hope they find is here in Bowie's Creek. Um, speaking of great players you have, you have them from Texas, you have them from Africa, you have them from Europe, you have them from South America. Who are the main players to, 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 to keep a watch on, to keep an eye on, if you haven't been familiar with Campbell soccer lately? Because you know what? You returned so much this year. We return 8 of 11 starters, um, so we feel good about that. We've got three guys that are on the Herman Trophy watch list, which is like the, the Heisman Trophies, football, Herman Trophies, soccer. And you have three guys on that list. And we have three guys on the list, which is, on, which is really unheard of. Um, so to bring those guys up first, since they're on that list, Moses Mensa, our left back uh, from Ghana, is on that list, rightfully so, one of the best left backs in the country. You know, I think he's a, a very highly rated pro prospect. Um, and then also on that list is the Big South returning attacker of the year, Tyler Young, a North Carolinian. And then finally is the, the Frenchman with flair, Kemi Amish. <laughs> What has been the key to your team scoring so much uh, at an unbelievable rate in, in the top two in the nation last year? What has been the key to that, and will that continue this year? Well, I hope so, because goals are the hardest thing to come by in our sport. So if we can score goals, we're going to be in a good shape. I feel like we have the personnel to score goals, but it's always putting it together and getting the right combinations and patterns of play in, and we're still working on that. Um, we hope we're going to be a team that can score a lot of goals. Uh, I think we have the firepower to do it. Now it's just time for the boys to slow down and execute and, you know, be, be calm in front of goal. Um, but we also have to be really tight in the back and make sure we don't leak very, you know, leak goals or give any soft goals away. They are the back-to-back -back trophy champs as they swept and got the double last year, regular season and conference. They start on the road in Carnet Word this Thursday at 5 in Texas, then Houston Baptist. The home opener will be September 5th. That's Labor Day. 6 o'clock at Coastal Carolina, free admission to all men's soccer games. Coach, thank you so much, and good luck on the season. Thanks for having me. He is Dustin Fonder, the head coach of your Campbell men's soccer team, ranked 22nd in the nation, and that'll do it for us tonight. Special thanks to Campbell head coach Mike Minner, Dustin Fonder. We will be back next week, 6.30, here on Camel Call Live. Good night, everybody.